The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. 20 to 10, you are with SFM 104 to 107. Now, the Encounters Documentary Film Festival is running from the 10th to the 20th of June, and it is an online experience that people can get involved with. Some fabulous documentaries going to be taking place on the festival, and one of them is called The Colonel's Stray Dogs. It premiered at Hot Docs, which is a documentary film festival, on the 29th of April this year, and it is now going to feature at the Encounters Film Festival. It talks to the history of Libya and something called the Libyan Muslim Brotherhood. Indeed, there was a character, Ashur Shamis. He was uh, considered to be Colonel Gaddafi's enemy number one in exile. And we're going to find out more about that particular story. But first, a taste. Do you think he was a terrorist? What do you call a terrorist? My dad opposed Gaddafi for most of his life. Joining us now is a London-based member of the National Front for the Salvation of Libya, the chief opposition group to Colonel Gaddafi's regime. We were planning an army for Libya more than anything else. So the intention from the beginning was to overthrow by military means. In whichever way possible. I'm sure that if Gaddafi remains in power, innocent people, thousands of them, will lose their lives. Another bomb is discovered in London at an Arab restaurant as the foreign office demands. Gaddafi wanted to destroy me. Have you gone in fear for your own life? I was told, don't come back, your name is on the list. It wasn't a terrorist. Freedom fighter. What else? For the 40 years he was in exile in England, it felt like killing Gaddafi was more important to him than living with us. It was a long shot. It was a very ambitious program. It was too big for us. Now, of course, it's the generation of Gaddafi. I can't let it go. But there's nothing really uh, worth, uh, worth fighting for. to say an absolutely potent trailer towards a, a potent documentary. It's called The Colonel's Stray Dogs and the director of it and also one of the producers, a co-producer, Khalid Shamis. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, good morning, Michelle. Thank you very much for, for inviting me. Khalid, first of all, perhaps for our listeners, give us a brief 101 history lesson of Libya in relation to Muammar Gaddafi. Okay, so, yeah, let's try and do it quickly. I mean, it, this is modern Libya, right? So before Gaddafi, there was uh, the Italians there were there for a little while and the, and the Sanusi kind of royal uh, government were there. Um, and before that, it was more tribal. Um, Gaddafi comes into power through a military coup um, and he's kind of seen as, as a... Um, a the holder of this kind of social, the new hope for the social kind of left in the Arab world after Nasser, and he looked up to Nasser as a kind of one of his heroes. But during the 70s, or within a few years of his um, his reign, I guess, then it it was clear he became it was he was becoming a dictator, um, and then he just held power for all those years up to his death. Um, but at the same time. 
telling the people that Libya is theirs and the country is theirs, which is kind of one of the problems that Libya found itself in after he was killed, was the void that he left. There was no parliament, there was no civil society. And, every, you know, a lot of people, especially the militias, were under the impression that everything in Libya was theirs. Yeah. Mm. Khalid, the title of the, the documentary, The Colonel's Stray Dogs, and uh, that, in fact, was a name that was given to your father, amongst others. Mm-hmm. Who were yeah. the stray dogs? <laughs> so it was kind of a, a term that Gaddafi used for all his opponents, home and abroad, in, in the late 70s and the 80s. And he, he formally sent out um, an order to all the kind of patriots of Libya to liquidate and exterminate the stray dogs home and abroad. Um, and that was kind of a, a formal order that he gave. So, And in, in my dad's security file that he found after Libya was opened in 2011, that he was, um, he was called uh, the stray dog, Ashur Shamis. On, it was on the file. So that kind of became a formal, uh, formal thing. So, yeah, that's where the, kind of the title of the film comes from. Your father was originally part of a uh, group of men, and I'm assuming women as well, who were looking to have a free Libya. So they were working very strongly against uh, Colonel Gaddafi. Talk to us a little bit about that particular movement. I mean, it was considered a liberation movement by some. It was considered by Gaddafi as a terrorist movement. Talk to us about that. Well, yeah, towards the end of the 70s and early 80s, my dad and a lot of other exiles from Libya, who some who were in government with, who defected from uh, Gaddafi's government, or well, you can call it government, but around him, um, formed a group, formed an opposition group. But there were a few others as well, opposition groups, but this became the major one. It was called the National Front for the Salvation of Libya. Um, and uh, like all kind of, I guess, liberation groups, they wanted to recruit Libyans outside of Libya, Libyans inside Libya, to um, to work against Gaddafi in whichever way they could. And in the early days, because Gaddafi was, you know, hunting them down, um, mm. the, one of the first points of call was, you know, armed struggle, I guess, against, uh, against him. You know... What, what struck me about the documentary, and I, I, I don't want to give too much away, but is that it's, it's, it feels as though you as the director, but also as one of the protagonists, are deeply conflicted. I mean, there's a line where you say um, to your father, whilst we were in the other room watching Rambo, you were in this room planning Rambo. <laughs> And there's a tension there. There's a tension, as, as it says in the trailer, of the young son who wants his father, but a father who actually is very focused on something else, and that is the liberation of Libya under mm. Colonel Gaddafi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think some of those things, I don't think my dad ever realized. Uh, he, he took us into consideration, and but he, in terms of our studies and our kind of safety in a way, but he never realized, um, I think, the extent to which he um, he chose something else over us in a way. I don't know. I was, I'm kind of reflecting as an adult now mm. in the film. And, you know, he was 
they were buying arms and kind of putting things together to take down the big terrorist of the time. And we were literally, you know, in the mid-80s watching Rambo and all those kind of films um, and enjoying them. You know, it's interesting you say I'm reflecting in the documentary as an adult, and one of the things I thought about is what did you think about your father as a child, and how do you feel about him now, having made this documentary? And what is quite profound in the documentary is, you know, you spend time in his room, and all those videos, all the material, the years and years of, one could say, detritus, but also of great heritage and history as well. Yeah, um, yeah, he kind of, you know, he collected the archive of himself and his what he yeah. went through and what he experienced and all those meetings and everything. I mean, so that's why the the room, the study in the film becomes an interesting space. Absolutely. In terms of me wanting to access his space, but also, I think I as as a constriction within the filmmaking form, it's like how do you make a film um, a, a, around a small space, right? Yeah. Yeah. You do talk about, um, and, and we've just, you know, discussed this idea of the family. Um, it, it's interesting how each of your members in your family participate. Um, you mentioned to me uh, that your brother is a poet and we hear his poetry. Your sister, there's a moment where your sister films your father um, on the cell phone. It's actually quite a funny, it's actually a very funny moment. Um, uh we're actually, they're all laughing at Colonel Gaddafi, and I, I found that quite extraordinary, actually, quite brilliant. But it also made me think about your mother, mm. and as much, what a strong, strong, strong woman she must have had to be, to be the partner to your father. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my mother, um, you know, very interesting woman. She kind of starts by saying that she doesn't know anything. About, I'm asking her about my dad's past while he's kind of in the other room. And uh, she said, no, no, I was just bringing up you guys. And then slowly all this thing, this stuff comes out. And obviously she knows more, right? She knows more than even she told me in the film. Yeah. But she was, you know, her father was um, a uh, political uh, activist in Cape Town and was killed by the security forces here in 69. Wow. And then she met my dad. So she kind of had... She, you know, she has this relationship with these political men and also how to hold their their secrets, I guess. And hold them safely. Yeah. It definitely made me think um, about how many women there are in the world who have done that in so many ways. Yeah. And they are so un, unnamed, if one yeah. wants to call it that. And I think that what is extraordinary is how you name each one of your family members uh, in a way, by showing something that they do in the family um, with regards to uh, this extraordinary man, your father. Um, we have to go to a break, Khalid, but when we come back, I, I just want to close off and talk to you very briefly about where that film is positioned now. Sure. Thank you. Michelle Constant on SAFM. 10 to 10, you are with SAFM 104 to 107. One of the films that will be featuring on the Encounters Film Festival from the 10th to the 20th of June is a film called The Colonel's Stray Dogs. And it takes us into the recent history 
of Libya, certainly with Colonel Muammar Gaddafi and his role as a dictator and a brutal dictator at that. I mean, you know, Khalid, as the director of the film, but also someone who participated in it uh, as a son of uh, your, your father, Ashwa Shami, you must, when you look at the footage, you look at the footage of um, the, the dreadful hangings and the violence in Libya at the time of Colonel Gaddafi, the um, attacks on, as you mentioned earlier, Libyans all over the world. In retrospect, you must look back at that and feel a slight gut, like anxiety. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. Um, uh, it was a kind of space that I had no access to. I didn't really know. I had more access to my Cape Townian side of my life growing up in London than the Libyan side during those days. So only later when seeing those images, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's uh, it's heart-wrenching, you know. Some of those people my dad knew, um, some of the stories of his family because he, because of his uh, uh, political activities outside of Libya. His families were harassed, uh, members were harassed in, in Libya while he wasn't there. So, yeah, yeah. Harrowing. It is harrowing. And uh, your father did go back to Libya for a while. Yes. And there's a sadness attached to that. Yeah, so he went back as soon as Gaddafi was chased out of Tripoli in, I think, September 2011. um, He left. He left London and he flew to Tunisia, took a car, drove over the border to Tripoli. And by then, Gaddafi was found and killed. Um, and there was euphoria in the country, and my dad decided, you know, I want to, this is 42 years later, I want to um, be involved in the, the beginnings and the makings of this new Libya. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's a bad. The, well, the sadness is basically the void of Gaddafi, the mistrust of the exiles who came back from the people who lived under Gaddafi and fought in the revolution, um, the... Uh, the the mis you know lack of civil society and any kind mm. of um, coherent understanding towards a, co- uh, a common future for, with the militias and all of that and so my dad had to leave again. You know when I watched it, um, it's a far cry from from South Africa's shift to democracy, but it also made me think about South Africa mm-hmm. about returning um, freedom fighters and what they returned to. And I wonder if uh, that struck you at all whilst you were making the film. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, this, you know, in some level, the film talks to, I guess, you know, they're all different, but the classic exile story of returning mm. and finding, you know, the dream you had for the land you left yeah. uh, is, ne- is never, it's never the same land. Yeah, uh, again, as, it's never again. Uh. As your father said, the dream is fractured. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, which I thought was a very profound, profound line. In closing, um, I did. I was delighted to see that Tiago Correo Paulo is uh, <laughs> the um, <laughs> the music producer yes. on the piece. He must have loved working with you. And you must have loved working with him on this, eh? Yeah, yeah. No, we have a very good relationship. Lots of films I've worked on, I uh, use his. Or uh, he is a key member of that scoring. He's amazing. And he's got a great sensibility, um, nice guy to work with, and great musician. 
Well, I want to say thank you very much. Uh, this is an amazing documentary, and uh, thank you. everybody should try and see it. Khalid Shamis, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. Have a good day. Khalid Shamis is the director and uh, co-producer of the documentary The Colonel's Stray Dogs. And if you have any interest in uh, the Middle East and uh, any story, national storytelling around uh, the globe, then this is a documentary you should look out for at the Accountants Film Festival from the 10th to the 20th of June.